0: LinkedIn News.
1: Hey, it's Dan Roth, LinkedIn's editor in chief. Today on This Is Quick, my colleague Nina Melendez sits down with Leah Smart, host of our award winning podcast, Everyday Better. Leah is a true coach. If you've ever listened to her, you know that. She focuses on personal development and life and work. So today, Nina is asking her about career vision, her best practices, and what advice she always gives to people who are looking for better ways to live better lives. We'll kick things off with Leah in just a moment. Stick around. The
0: LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by TIAA. TIAA makes you a retirement promise, a promise of a guaranteed retirement paycheck for life. Learn more at TIAA.org backslash Promises Pay Off. Here's Leah. So, Leah, what is
2: one thing you always have to have with you? An app, a gear, an item that you can't show up to work without and it can't be your phone.
0: Fitbit. Hmm. Yep. I track my steps every day. I have done that for like four years. If I don't have that on when I leave my apartment, I feel naked and I'm like, I need to go back. When did you first know what you wanted to do?
2: And what is your one piece of advice for someone trying to figure it out?
0: I stumbled through the first probably eight years of my career. I majored in college in agricultural business, so I had a totally different life experience that I knew I probably wouldn't carry through. I think I first knew what I no longer wanted to do five years ago, that moment for me was, oh, I'm in the wrong movie and it's time to get in the right one. And it was just a moment where I didn't have some like, this is exactly what is supposed to happen next. But I knew that what I was doing and if I continued on that path, I would not be doing the work that I was meant to be doing and contributing the way I was meant to be contributing Hmm. in the world.
2: Question about agricultural business. What did you think you wanted to do with that?
0: I had no idea. I got to be honest. I went to Catholic high school, and my high school counselor said, you should be a business major, and if you want to get into this really good school that's so hard to get into, you should also add agriculture because you'll be able to get into the school. It turned out to actually be a gift because I learned so much about environmental science, mm. about um, food, about the food industry. I got to, like, hang out in a dairy. It, like, piqued an interest for me, and I think it's part of the reason I have this, like, side Feeling of like really wanting to be involved in climate change and environment and farming. And I don't know when or if that will come into play. What's one habit that helps you stay productive? Just really taking charge of my mornings. So I used to call them sacred mornings, but the idea was like, can I accomplish essentially these six things before I get into my day? It comes from someone named Hal Elrod, um, and it's called the miracle morning. So can I wake up in the morning and have a period of silence or meditation? Can I have exercise? Can I read? Can I write? And can I visualize what I want that day? Hmm. Or what I want in general. And so I started doing that, I don't know, three or four years ago. It like changed my whole life because it was it was about getting what I needed to get done in the morning and feeling so accomplished that by the time I finished that period, I felt like I could do anything. But also I felt less pressure about doing everything when you do that every morning. I used to do that every morning. Now I pick and pluck because I've got dogs and a life and 18 million things like all of us. So I certainly think we go in and out of habits that support us, but I've never forgotten it since I named it Sacred Morning. So I know when it's time to come back to it. It's like right now I am coming back to that.
2: And what is one thing that can derail your productivity?
0: Not having focus mode on and or letting yourself go to, you know, thinking about different things that don't have importance in what you need to focus on right now. Yeah. Or aren't important for what you need to focus on.
2: Who was your first mentor? And what was
0: something really important that you learned from them that you take with you day to day? My dad is my first mentor. Aww. Um yeah. He's like one of my favorite people. There's so much, uh, so much my dad has said. Oh, God, I'm going to get emotional. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think the biggest thing he's always said to me is actually I think a Martin Luther King quote. I need to double check it. But he's always said, when challenging things happen, just keep moving forward. I mean, that was probably one of the first things I learned from him that was that was really important. And I'd say the other is the value of education, which I still very much value and being open to learning. But yeah, I call my dad all the time. He is still my mentor. He's still a person that I'm like, I don't know what's going on. What do I do? And he is so smart. He gives me space to explore, but he gives me a really good just set of thoughts, practices, tools, guidelines that he's used and seen through his experience. I'm a huge respecter of people who've been on the planet longer than I have and their wisdom. So, mm,
2: yeah. Is there something specific that the, he says about work that has really helped guide you?
0: Something you've observed? He's been really important in me understanding that the moment you're in is simply a moment. And when you take what in coaching, we call I'm a coach. In coaching, we call the meta view, which is stepping up and above, like imagining yourself basically on a path, Mm. looking down at yourself in this moment, in this one point on this path, and then looking at the rest of the path as if you have a view of the whole thing that is your life or your entire career. It's recognizing that this is a moment and that most of the time, even if it feels like it's not quite hitting the mark or it's not perfect, if you look at it, As a path, you recognize that it will pass and that generally when you get further down the path and you look back, you'll realize how important it was for that moment to Mm -hmm. have happened because that's how dots connect. You go, oh, that's why I had to do that and that and that. Everything is leading you toward where you're supposed to go. You just have to keep following your own North Star. And like that's what he's been really good at centering me on, even when I felt like I was a little bit off path.
2: If someone shows up for a one on one with you, what Drives you absolutely nuts? And conversely, what makes you want to extend it?
0: I really like in a one on one when someone is prepared with thoughtful questions that make sense for the context of our conversation. I think the biggest mistake people make when they come to one-on-ones with anybody is just to kind of show up and say, hey, just what's going on? What I get a lot is, what's your story? Because I do have a sort of unique story. I mean, I've done a lot of different jobs at LinkedIn. I had a random major, as you know, in college that didn't necessarily all align to this. So... um, I get a lot of what's your story. And frankly, that's really exhausting for me. Yeah. And it's it doesn't feel like it's actually contributing to anything other than someone feeling inspired in the moment. But it actually drains me. What makes me want to extend is like a unique person, someone who who I can feel even if they're not. You know, if it's a career conversation, but we're not going in the same direction, but they've got fire and passion for a direction, I want to keep talking to them because I want to help them. I want them to shine. So that's really exciting. It's like a unique approach, a passionate person, and someone with specifics.
2: You host the series Everyday Better, which recently won an award. So congratulations. Thank you. (laughs) Is there anything that you learned in the first couple of seasons as you were developing it that really changed either how you think about projects or how you even think about Everyday Better?
0: When I started this show, it was a side project. So I started it just sitting on my couch with a coworker and going, let's start a podcast. We had no idea what that meant, where we were going to head. We were both becoming coaches. So we felt like in our certification processes, we were getting um, information that we could now share with people in a more structured way. And we wanted to share all of this that we were learning. Um I was like in the height of all the discovery of all the things. I was also in the height of putting this thing I mentioned to you before, the sacred morning together, and I was really in it. In the work that I do, because this is personal development, I hold myself to a really high standard of personally developing myself. I'm a huge proponent of practicing what you preach in this area specifically because I don't want to get so out there that like I can talk about it, but I'm not doing it. That's really important to me. But I also, what I've learned in the last probably year and a half is I won't always be able to be perfect at practicing what I preach in every moment. When I first started, I think I felt like I had all these discoveries. I knew what I wanted to do. I was loving all of this work. And I was going, I can implement all of this and do it so well. And nothing will ever change in my life that will make it hard to implement or will or I won't make mistakes. That was such a fool's errand. Uh, <laughs> like I'm, it's, it's, it's real that, like, you know, my commitment to my own development doesn't mean I'll never falter. It means right. that I'm committed to it and it's a journey and a path and I right. will fall off the path and I'll come back on. So I think the biggest thing I'm learning even in this work is that this is the work of our lives and that the more you are aware of the fact that life is going to come at you and it's going to throw different things that get you off the path, the better you can be at recognizing that, like, just coming back to center is enough. And you're going to have to keep doing that and doing that and doing that. Love that. If someone came to you and asked you how they can do what you are doing, what
2: career advice would you offer them?
0: You know, a lot of times people do come to me and say, I want your job. And my guess is they don't. I think they want their dream job. I am in my dream job. I wouldn't change anything about what I'm doing if I left LinkedIn tomorrow. I'd go, how do I create what I just created? For me, this is my current iteration of the way I live out my own purpose, right? So I actually, for the most part, I found that people want their dream, not mine. And Mm. so um, the best advice I've ever gotten was the most, like, in the moment, I went, oh, God. But it was follow your heart. Mm. It was so
2: simple. Can you define that follow your heart? What is that feeling?
0: Sometimes it's really practical. It's envisioning, like... Okay, so I have two options. Let's imagine one month I've taken option A. Let's imagine one month I've taken option B. How do I feel? What what do I feel? It's not, don't find a word. It's literally, how does your body feel? You'd be shocked at how many reactions or responses our body gives us that alludes to, like, what's true about how we should move forward. The moment I realized what I no longer wanted to do five years ago, which I was telling you about, not the moment I realized exactly what I knew, but what I didn't, I knew I didn't want to do. I shot up in bed in a hotel room, and my gut was like, you cannot keep doing this. It was the clearest thing I'd ever heard. I think it's in the moment that you are asking yourself questions like, what do I want? It's not always going to come right away, but I think the more you can be quiet... The more you can even just take like a couple minutes of silence and get yourself away from your phone and your distractions and other people and what they might think of you and all that crap, the closer you are to figuring out what that feeling is that tells you yes or no. And it's also intuition, right? It's the gut thing that tells you I should go left and not right. Use that. And I think also make it practical. Combine it with your head. Your brain is important, but it's not the only organ or thing in your body that can help you make decisions that are right for you. I also think. And I, I really do believe this. You can't mess it up. So even if you think you made a wrong decision, that's OK. Just come back to what you feel in your gut and then start to pivot a little, you know, and figure out what you need to optimize for next to get back into the center. Thank you so much for joining us. Of course. Thanks for having me, Nina. Thanks for going on the wild ride. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better. We'll drop a link to Leah's show in the show notes. For Black History Month, Everyday Better has been featuring black voices who inspire excellence. Be sure to check them out. Many thanks to Leah, Nina, and the team for putting this together. We will be back next week with more great takeaways. Be well and stay curious.